So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. All right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. This is the episode where we just dive into the deep end and try to swim <laughs> for safety. Um, like, like, right. Totally, totally so. no, prompt, no prompt, no script, no nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is, we're good at this. Or depending on, yes. <laughs> we do this a lot. That doesn't necessarily. <laughs> we're practiced. We've had a lot of tries at this. Here's another that. one. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our weird unscripted. Yes, this podcast. is a feature creep colon with built-in microwave. Whatever the title is, you'll know it. You know it because you've seen it because we wrote it down. <clears throat> um, we're going to discover it in the course of this episode. I'm pretty sure uh, it's going to be one of those. Right. Uh, I have like I have an annoying uh, situation oh no. going on with my sinuses, so everyone listening is going to have to hear me sniffling through this whole thing. It's damp yeah. here right now, and it like it's very swampy, and I don't have seasonal allergies, but whenever it gets damp, mm. I don't know if it's like a mold thing, but I get like serious like biofilm gotcha. issues in my sinuses, and it's just like so a constant I, slow Yeah, it's, it's so uh, like right now I'm in Germany <laughs> in Dusseldorf, um, and I it's it's like early spring here really i mean it's been cold and rainy on and off but it's kind of warmed up and now like (laughs) all everything's flowering a little bit and i'm just like god damn it like Mm -hmm. my nose is just like will not stop running um but i did take some uh they have good uh they've got good antihistamines over here you can get some pretty good drugs over the counter so yeah Um, anyway uh i'm sure those always they're weird yeah they They don't make me tired like they make other people tired. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that does for me. Like I, <clears throat> it's not going to knock me out. Like it, like some people are like, I'll just take a Benadryl oh, those and fall asleep on the get airplane. You up. I'm like, I don't. I yeah. feel weird yeah. when I take it. I had to take it when I got those ant stings yeah. on my ankle. Yeah. Those fire ant stings when we were in in Arizona, and my ankle swelled up, and I was like, Is this how I begin to die? Well, Bene- like, what just happened to me? Benadryl like I never that for felt me too, it. Where like one in ten will just wire me the fuck out, but like the other ones will just like, put me to sleep, and so I just never know. You know, really? I'll like nine out of ten times I'll be like, I feel tired yeah. and sleepy. This is great, and that one time I'll be like, I am wired. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is our podcast. There are lots of episodes to choose from. So you found us. Good job. Uh, you can go comb through our catalog Yay. and find topics that are of interest if this one's not of interest to you. Or just skip ahead until we get into a dialogue that you're actually interested in instead of us rambling about whatever the fuck we're rambling about. Um, but the main thing <laughs> is that you can email us. And you can email Dana. She is the CEO and founder of this podcast. And that's D-A-N-A at FCBM.io. And if you send an email to that address, um, you can get a hold of Meg or I. Or you can just go to our website, FCBM.io, and our contact info is also on there. But um, that's the only really way that we will probably respond is by email. We don't uh, really keep up with social media. I guess we have an Instagram account and a Twitter account somewhere, and God fucking who knows. My personal (laughs) ethics prevent me (laughs) from holding social media accounts. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't Um, do it. Yeah, so... (laughs) We have them. They're languishing. Um, from time to time, I may update one or the other of them. Um, oh, uh, we also wrote a book, um, which you can which you can get uh, on various places. Yes, um, we wrote this book. Barnes, Barnes and Noble, and has, Noble it. has it. Amazon has it. The best <laughs> thing Amazon to has do it. is to order it. Well. If you're into bookstores, you should go to your local bookstore and ask them to order it for you because they yes. will both make a profit, will make a profit, and that will support your local bookstore. Um, anyway, what the fuck is this book? Yeah. Uh, win, it's win, called win. Uh, Every Time a Bell Rings, dot, 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 three ellipses at the end. And the author mm-hmm. is Disaster yes. and Arthur G. Enos. Um, and yeah, and so if you... 
I will say, if you're looking on Amazon, for instance, to find the book, um, just typing in every time a bell rings does not usually return good results. But if you type in uh, <clears throat> yeah. every time a bell rings followed by disaster or Arthur G. Enos as the author, then you should find it. Um, it's a white cover with black lettering. You can't miss it. A big E starts the whole thing off. Yeah, it's big fantastic. E. Um, it looks like a generic uh, cereal box. That this is, is our first kind of commercial. Like we we don't actually uh, do like yeah. any kind of real advertising or promotional shit, um, except for our own shit. And that's the thing. If you right. care about supporting us, that's the thing you can do. Um, what the fuck are we going to talk that's about? Right. We're going to swim from the deep end. Um, I feel like we didn't really get into the deep end. <clears> we just kind of went right into shallow. I've got it. Well, oh, uh, here's go. an idea about a deep end. So. I we may have discussed this previously on this show, but um, I love yes. the game The Sims, and one of the things that I so when people play this game, a lot of people play it in earnest, and they like set people up and get them a particular career, and they work on building things and like acquiring stuff for their house and like all this stuff. And I took like a hard fork <laughs> at the very beginning and yes. just went the evil. Uh -huh overlord route and just figured out ways of like how how many different ways right. can i kill my sims and <clears throat> you know that became a whole side project and one of the ways that i discovered was you can build a pool in build mode and then you can have your sims have a pool party and then you can go back into build mold and you, mode and you can remove <laughs> the pool ladders and then everybody's trapped in there and they just swim until they die of exhaustion right. because they can't get out yes. because they're in the deep end uh, <laughs> with no ladder just, uh, I this makes me I was gonna say the deep end might be like let's talk about ethics because I'd asked you that ethical question um last night about dogs chasing oh, rabbits yes. um and this yes. was, this also makes me think about that where um <laughs> like the like you know the question of harm and like like yes you know given that uh you know postulating maybe that you know killing something is bad like or it has a negative outcome it's harmful to that creature um then then the question becomes like what i was going to ask is like in the sims it's like even though you're virtually killing a you know like i think i think at least at the sims level um the original video game that you're talking about <clears throat> or even like sims 2 or sims 3 like I, I don't think anybody's going to argue for yeah. like some level of consciousness going on here where there's actual suffering, right? Like it's, <laughs> these are arbitrary outcomes right. of, of digital, you know, binary bits being flipped on and off and really ultimately, you know, but, but that's the same argument right. people make for, you know, living things dying. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's just an arbitrary change in collection of atomic structure. Like what? Um, and so that's yeah. where yeah, the yeah. rub is, right? Like, where's the line? And that's fucking gray area as far as I'm concerned all the way down. Like, killing insects, <clears throat> like, are they smart enough to know? Totally. You know, like, killing plants, like, do they have some level of, like, and all of that's, like, the classic argument of, like, there must be some level of what we sort of internalize as, like, intelligence or, like, like um, sentience, sentience. But, sentience. But even that's, like, poorly defined, right? Um Yes. Sen the line of sentience is like yes. highly yeah. disputed. <laughs> I mean, you can go all the way from like people who make serious claims about the, s the universe itself right. being a conscious thing and, and self-aware of all of the things going right. on inside of it. And then on the other end, you have like, you know, people who are claiming that like, um, b like it, maybe that even animals are barely sentient because... I don't know what those arguments would be because I, I right. don't think they have any merit. Right. <laughs> so I haven't studied them. But um, yeah, like uh, the, li the line of what constitutes sentience is like really wide. Like plants, mm. if you injure them, will make detectable, audible noises. And people are like, it's just the gas escaping from them. And I'm like, is that not right. what a scream is when a human makes right. a noise from pain? Like, oh, don't mind that. That makes me think of like Descartes and how like sadistic and insane he was. It was like vivisecting animals to like prove that they weren't uh -huh. like alive and that it was just oh, right. like mechanical yes. sounds coming out of them when you like, well, you know, do terrible, terrible and, things and, like, to them while me, they're alive. And like for me, it's like, you know, one thing that's observable is that with with things that we classify as living is they exhibit this sort of autonomous behavior and they self-direct themselves away from things that they identify as harmful towards things that they identify as beneficial. Yeah. Right. And, right. and those fucking yeah. Sim yeah. But that those does it fucking for me. Sims, you know, they do the same thing. 
they do the same thing. Right. I mean, it raises yes. some serious questions, right? Like I, I was reading about people like me who do this yeah. with games like The Sims and apparently we're in a pretty small minority and <laughs> it's a fascinating minority to some people who study these sorts of things. Like what, right. what made you do that? Why did you go the, like the evil route? And like, I just couldn't, I just, as soon as you give me rules, I'm like, I don't want right. to play Especially, I, and I think, I mean, I, like this just feels like real life where I'm like working in a career where I answer to other people and it takes time to get raises so I can buy more stuff for my house. Right. Where's the cheat code yes. in this game? <laughs> How do I get unlimited money so I don't have to do this annoying career thing and I can just you throw parties it, where I kill people in imaginative ways? Birth, which is the, the problem is like right. once you're here, you fucked up and you didn't enter the cheat code in time. Um, right. So. Uh, but oh. I was going to say, um, you know, the thing about that, like, you know, like condemning you for like murdering a sim or like it's like all of this is like <laughs> this ongoing problem of existence as a human. Right. Is like constantly weighing your yeah. your own internal ethical structure and framework. And and yeah, it's yeah. I mean, if they didn't want people like me figuring out how to use the game to kill Sims in imaginative ways, A, they shouldn't make it possible to kill Sims, and B, they shouldn't well, make it so entertaining. Right. And I mean, that's part happen. of like one could argue it's like that's the beauty of the game is this very sandbox environment. And it allows you, there are no yeah. rules. There are no rules that say you can't do that. In fact, they've allowed for yeah. as much variety and variation in style of gameplay, which makes it why it's so wildly successful. <laughs> like if you want to play dolls, which I love like doing that, I'd love Sims and like, yeah. I lo like I've played it so many different ways. I have done what you say. Like I've absolutely set up the sort yeah. of the man trap house of like, <laughs> how can I, how can I like <laughs> short circuit like, the behavior of the sims in a way <laughs> that like fucks trap. them up like like the yes. pool right like yes like yeah how do I and like how you know like you're exploring yeah. the behaviors of them and how the game and world works and that is i think that's one of the yeah. beauties of like maxis games in general like the early maxis games like the sim city the sims like really mm -hmm. knocked out of the park mm -hmm. in that variety in that sort of variety of yeah. or variations on a theme of of creating a rule space where it's part of the gameplay is to discover the rules. Like how does this world work? Yes. The testing, the of, testing limits, of limits. The, right. Um, the exploration of your imagination and playing that out against this virtual world that in many ways it's great because you can you can rapid cycle through it. You can, you know, days go by quickly. Yeah. The Sims Yes. I yep. always speed it up to the fastest right. possible, like because I want right. to see You're like once you've results. set up your sort of environment, you want to see what's the outcome. Like, how did this affect the you know the various yeah. things that are going on there? So, um, yeah, I definitely play it in right. a really experimental way. And like when I play SimCity, I play it much more according to I think what feels like the intended right. way of playing it, where you like go through the you let you continuously level up and you expand based on like a feedback loop with your like city budget and your zones and all this stuff and i'm not super great at SimCity. like i have the rush hour four edition which is yes, like super yeah. complicated and i'm like you know this is basically like a city government yep. simulator like if you can figure out how to do this successfully you should probably go into some job in civics because like this game is intensely difficult and i cannot get very far without cheating and as soon as i like get a head start from all the cheating right. with the cheat codes and the making of the money and all of the things i can coast a little while off of that but inevitably right, i right. go off a cliff where i can't actually keep <laughs> up right. with the demands of running a city yeah. effectively and i just run it into the ground after like hundreds of years of prosperity because of cheating as soon as i'm like okay i'm gonna right, take the training right. wheels off and then it just crashes in like I a think, single generation I, <laughs> it's like I, I think, <laughs> so um, bad i feel like if nobody's ever made this argument i've only played sim city for like a little bit i played sim city one and two thousand and a couple mm -hmm. of other ones after that um a little bit but I was yeah. much better at those because yeah, they were, they were way, way less, complicated less complicated. And like, and one of the things about the level of complication, I think, in SimCity Four that is that is not real necessarily is that um, how fast things move. Like, oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're 
actually looking at a city, it's like things can't happen very fast. Like a, a you know, a tragic, like a, a disaster of some kind can happen very quickly and that requires like quick response. But generally like policy change mm-hmm. and things like that happen more slowly. And also I think, um, I think the thing for me that's missing in SimCity 4 is that like, for the most part, people who live in cities, like the bulk of us want it to succeed. And so we're working, like when a policy isn't working or when something isn't working in the city, like everybody's trying to work around it, right? Whereas in SimCity 4, Mm -hmm. it's like when something doesn't work, what happens is it just falls apart. As opposed to like in a city where it's like something doesn't work and that thing might not fall apart a little bit, but also like people go around like the very obvious thing of like, you know, there's a roadblock in the road and it's like, yes, it creates this traffic problem, but people go around or people like find other ways to they're like, well, I can't reasonably commute to work that way. So now I'm going to go a different way. And like and and so the city itself is trying to succeed through the facilitation of like government, right? Like that self-governance. And I think that SimCity mm-hmm. 4 kind of misses that a little bit. It's sort of, it, it, it misses. Uh-huh. Like that it's makes missing a lot of that, sense. that organic part where it's like, but we're all mostly trying to make this work. Like for sure we bring our greed right. and things. Yeah. It, everything yeah. becomes like a right. single point of failure, which is not at all how right. shit actually Right. Works. Exactly. Like it's, it's <clears throat> more like, yeah, uh, you know, even the people who are looking to make money in the city and like grow wealthy and more powerful, and some level they want the city to exist and work, and so they still want it to have some level yeah. of success. And so it's that balance. Like I'm not trying to say like yeah. rose-colored ga- glasses where it's like, oh, everybody's fucking super altruistic. No, but everybody, like people who make money in a city, recognize like it, there's a certain sense of self-preservation of like their kingdom or their. Mm-hmm. Um, their resource like if they've identified you know it's like yeah and but also we see shit getting fucking eaten apart by that too right like you know real estate is a whole fucking problem Mm -hmm. in the u.s right where it's just like the suburbs and shit are just getting torn up and like they're they're sucking away resources from larger cities and you know and it's all just like you know fucking shit up and making people more homeless and more you know anyway i don't i don't fully um pretend to fully understand the present the problem but like it's clear that there are lots of things that are on the slow track to badness right and or to negative outcomes yeah um all the time and like everybody's complaining about it but also at the same time my point is like yet the city is still here and like (laughs) like, yet we're still doing this right and like as things sort of bottom out they don't bottom out where now the whole fucking building collapses usually usually um And so Usually. like other things come along and then it gets revitalized and things happen. And there's a little bit of that in SimCity, but it's not, to my mind, it's not quite the same because um, things can go really bad in that game. And then it's just like, man, it's just fucking tanking and there's no recovery yes. from this. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think is my problem is that I will amass a ton of money from not like necessarily cheating, but like sure. um, shortcuts. So for example, I can establish properties in my town that pay a high dollar value in like land use or yeah, your, your per um, you know, square like foot the, your tax base or the, whatever is really good yeah. yeah my tax base and so like the um the toxic waste dump is one of them the like army base is another one all these sort of like really highly undesirable yeah. and somewhat destructive properties like oh there goes a stray <laughs> yeah, missile yeah. you know and it just like kind of is the chaos element in the sure. game to keep interesting things going and to drive the game um so you can establish these properties and then they basically pay for a ton of your like upfront cost right. of running this city so like if you just sit there and put the timer on fast and advance the game in super fast mode you will accumulate a large pile of money very quickly and then you can draw that down as you build the city while it's still racking up money because you're still right. renting to these places like off in right, the corner right. of the map right <clears throat> and so you can kind of like judge it that way and that's what i usually and, do but uh, the thing is like that's not outside the scope of reality like lots of towns build up around true. like there was a mine there's a a prison a thing a and then like it yeah, yeah. anyway sorry yep. keep going yeah, yeah. So, um, but inevitably, you said, the yeah. the problem that yeah the problem I run into is that suddenly I can afford things that the game doesn't really want to give me at a level of development that's below where it should be. So, for example, 
the game wants you to have a population that you've achieved right. organically and sustained like a fully functional population of like 50,000 people before you put in this like high tech space. Right. Or like center, the more efficient, right? less dirty so power can, plant or. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They want you to have. So the game is basically set up in such a way to lead yeah. you to these results if you follow the f the path of the game right. that it wants you to take. But if you kind of skip around and acquire things yeah. out of order, so to speak, um, then the game starts to get really difficult to steer. Like you have these wild overcorrections, yeah. it feels like. Um, so I don't, maybe I'm not doing myself any favors by building up all of this money. I just don't know how else to play the game for any length of time because I, I steer it right into a solid object every time I try and play it. Right. <laughs> We're off and running. This is looking great. Yeah. Look how good I'm doing. I oh. mean, it's, it, I think they're also like this, I, for as much as my criticism of games like that and also SimCity, it's also kind of this amazing, mm -hmm. amazingly complex, uh, sort of playground. Um, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Like it's, you know, and even if every time you stare into a fucking solid object, it's still pretty fun <laughs> up until that point, And even maybe that right. point, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing that I love about Rush Hour edition of SimCity 4 is that you can control a, a massive map and the map is broken up into smaller properties oh, yeah. that you develop one, to, one at a time into, into smaller cities. And then you connect them with regional networks oh, of transportation cool. like monorails yeah. and subways and all kinds of other stuff. So it's great because like Damon says, I don't think you're, I don't think you're thinking complicated <laughs> enough about this. You're not thinking big enough about this. So like <clears throat> probably the reason that I'm terrible at this SimCity is that you're actually controlling like an entire region on a map and you're supposed to get all of the sub regions working together in a giant, like f functional right, tornado right, right. of amazingness. And I can't even get one to do okay on its right. own without like completely cheating. So like it's never gonna happen. I I will continue to play this game until I'm old and decrepit, and then there's nothing else I can do but push the buttons on my computer laptop <laughs> yes. to play the SimCity game. But I will keep playing it forever, and I will that's never okay. get good at it. I I I, I think yeah. that's fair to say. I mean, but I I'm played the try. original SimCity like that for years, like the very original one, the ones that's just yeah. like squares, like on a top-down map. Um, yes. I love that. I mean, yes. I loved like the weird exploits you could do where it's like if you put all of your gross polluting properties on the very outside of the map, half the pollution didn't count because yes. it was outside of the zone of, of right. counting. Um, and it, it just right. like shit like that. It was just like it's anyway, it's a fun puzzle. It's super interesting to yeah. see how it like interacts. And yeah, it's just super fun. Mm hmm. And I like it's I, I love it on the level of controlling individual yeah. Sims in the Sims game. And I love it on the level of controlling right. a town or region. Yeah. And like, you know, I, both of them are great. Like, I just have so much fun playing both of those games. I only like the ones that are the versions for computers, though, because the ones that are for yeah, like PlayStations and things like that They're usually like terrible. a shadow of their like their complication that they should be also they're just i mean they just yeah. weren't written for those platforms very well i think I, they've gotten a lot better but like if you mm -hmm. were back in the day of like you know having a super nintendo and then getting SimCity on the super nintendo it was like nah this isn't it you know it's not how this game is supposed right. to be played um but <clears throat> talking about SimCity made me think you said something that made me think about a yeah. saying that i heard the other day and i do not remember who to attribute it to, but it wasn't it was me. I. I didn't come I... up with this saying. But they said that it was, it was I. They said that the wheels of government are square, and I was like, I really right. like that metaphor. Like the, it's like it takes forever and forever and forever, and then you finally get it to turn a little bit, and you get like a whole ton of stuff at once. <laughs> yeah, but it takes like I mean, a third of an adult it, it lifetime is, I, to the get the wheels what you of government want. are are square and they're four years on a side you know what i mean like it's a little bit like mm -hmm, that it's right. like every four years you're gonna get yeah. this slight change um right yeah it's uh yeah i, I don't know i i think i'm really fascinated by self-government um or self-governance right which is kind of what I think of mm -hmm. in terms of like democracy or versions of it. Like we have our Republic and, um, you know, I, I find, yeah. I find it really fascinating how, uh, how like where it works and where it doesn't work and how does one, um, 
you know, like how does one participate more so that you're contributing to like what in in my mind is like probably like the most important thing as a society. Um, you know, as yeah. much as I'm like dis disingen or uh, disenfranch not disenfranchised, um, disenchanted. That as much as I'm like disenchanted mm-hmm. with like you know U.S. politics and like I've really like like loathe all of the things that have been happening in the last you know ten years, especially. But like just you know the general direction of shit like feels real fucked up and um, yeah, like and. And for to my mind, like the biggest problem is it's like just steered so far away from any concept of governance. It's like most of the time, most of the time <laughs> we're talking politics about shit that's like, this isn't governance. This is like people's like weird power trip vendettas against like other minority populations and like has nothing to do with like what's. Like, yeah. I mean, look, if you don't fucking like that the gays got married, like who fucking cares? Like that is such a small impact on like so much shit that matters like it's not gonna fucking you know change Mm -hmm. the outcome of like whether our sewer systems work or whether the fucking roads get paved or like whether or not like we get access to healthcare or like there's enough jobs for people and that our economy is balanced in a way that allows for like the growth of a middle class where more people can come out of um destitution and be have like you know reasonable lives of like of quality and yeah and like to my mind it's just like who fucking cares like why is that such a fucking big like thing on the like look i mean i'm all for being nice to people and like don't get me wrong like i think that you know from a social point of view like this stuff is super important but what annoys me is that it becomes this like this way to just like not talk about actual governance and so like all the shit like all the fucked up hate policy that's like going on across the country and like people are like like being forced to have children or carry their birth or carry their child to term when it's like already been determined medically that this is like high risk for the the mother and the child's already dead or like you know whatever i i don't know all the Mm -hmm. details but Mm -hmm. like lately i've just been seeing shit like that where it's like what the fuck this is not governance this is just fucking like bullshit vendettas against like for hate yeah yeah like, it's like you know fuckery. you guys want to fucking Hardcore make fuckery. some policies about economics and shit let's get on it like i probably won't agree with most of their yeah. shit but you know whatever like let's fucking at least do some governments the governance like let's talk about improving healthcare in people's lives yeah we were this morning Damon mentioned that he was reading a story a news article about how lots of people who are um going into their medical residencies are avoiding states that have like for example right. outlawed abortion and stuff because you can't actually get an a full medical education if you start cherry picking what type of medical yes. procedures you're going to cover and so people are avoiding these states which has a negative effect because that means less trained doctors available to serve people of all kinds of medical problems not just like abortion like people need doctors for all kinds of stuff and if you make it impossible for doctors to practice a full scope of medicine in a state they will not go to that state and then you won't have doctors there and I don't know what to do about that except to say like don't fucking put right. up with these stupid laws like we you have the power to just get rid of the people who made these laws make new laws it's going to take time it's going to be the square wheel thing but like the doctors leaving these states from i thought i was thinking about this you know bioethically like is there is there an argument to compel them to continue to work in states where their practice is limited and i just think that there's an immense value in saying no and meaning it like, no, your fucking bullshit has consequences. And that is not the fault of the doctors who can't practice there. It's the fault of the people who made these ridiculous laws that cherry pick what people have access to at their doctor, which is ridiculous. Like, it's just ridiculous to cherry pick. Like, you get this health care. You don't get that health care. Only people who are like this get to be seen by a doctor. People like this don't deserve to see a doctor. Right. Oh, my God. Get real. Square fucking governance wheels, man. <laughs> it's gonna take yeah. some time that's the annoying thing like it's just gonna take some time for this shit to work out and like it's gonna end up being like one of those boycott and divest situations where people are like right. i'm not going to alabama yeah. i'm not going to missouri you can't compel me which is like uh the, and the shitty thing is it's like i'm not saying like and good for that i'm saying like and it's gonna be fucking terribly right. harmful to right. a bunch of people right. and whose fault yeah. is that well And so this kind of brings it back Uh, to that circle of like, um, 
you know, I'd, I'd originally asked you last night, I was like, I'm going to walk these dogs that I'm taking care of and I'm going to go take them out <laughs> yes, at night right, and the, I'm going to let the, them where chase this all the started. rabbits. And then I was like, well, since you're my ethicist, can you like inform me on how this works? Because I tried to apply the trolley problem and it turns out that's not really a good ethical tool to determine anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, if there's four rabbits on one thing and two dogs, like who do I shoot in the crotch to, wait, what? Sorry. It starts to sound like one of those math problems. If a dog leaving the front porch at yeah. 6.47 p.m. traveling five miles an hour in pursuit right. of a rabbit eastbound and another dog. like So my take is like, you know, I mean, I thought about it and I'm like, well, the rabbits don't want to be chased. I'm sure of it. That seems pretty self-evident. Right. However, right. Um, the dogs really want to chase the rabbits. That seems pretty self-evident. Um what I have noticed is that mm-hmm. when the dogs catch up to the rabbits, they don't know what to do because they don't bite them or like it's a it's a play chase, I guess. Um, yeah. It's not a, I mean, yeah. it's sort of prey it adjacent, but they like they catch yeah. up to the rabbit yeah. sometimes and then they stop and they don't know what to do because the rabbit like changes tactic and freezes, right? And just sits there. And then the dog just kind of sure. like <laughs> runs up to it and doesn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> so... Uh. Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't planned for after yeah, the, I mean, after this part. So then do the rabbits usually like pick up and yeah. run away then? Or do they uh, just like Well, usually then the, the dog just kind of like sniffs it and then walks away or whatever. Or usually then I call them back. So I, you know, because one of the things is I'm like, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not dealing with you fucking maiming do a rabbit rabbits right here. I don't, I'm not prepared seem... to deal with this. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, do you, do the rabbits well, seem traumatized? Sure. I mean, it's like clearly like this is an adrenaline inducing event, right? Like, but for the most part they're not mm-hmm. actually chasing a lot of rabbits mostly they just like see one in the distance and they run off and the rabbit's well gone yeah. before they ever get anywhere near it and then they kind of sniff around for a bit and then they come back and tell me how they smell the rabbit in their dog way yeah yeah did you smell that it was smell yeah. there was a rabbit right um, over there so i don't know i anyway i mean i, I like here's another thing right it's hard to say because no. like you can't ask the I, rabbit like it you would assume that the rabbit's like, oh, shit, I'm about to get eaten and then like responds accordingly yes. to that stimuli. But then like if the rabbit just runs off and it's fine, like animals recover from trauma really quickly because sure. that's key to survival. Whereas people kind of tend to linger on it and think about right, it for the next 30 right. fucking years. Yes. <laughs> um, that's right. what people think I, for sure. Uh, so like, I mean, maybe they're not even that traumatized. Maybe they don't even remember being traumatized after the traumatic incident as long as they survive yeah. and the dog doesn't harm them. They're I like, mean, oh, also, I guess that was like, fine. You know, there's the more like practical like approach of like, you know, all these rabbits are probably annoying all of these garden owners who have all this so there are all these gardens <laughs> along the park like that are sort of private spaces that people can own just for gardening um kind of like community Those well rabbits I, need to be I mean punished. my point is is it's like you know at some point like these rabbits are also a pest probably um you know they're not yeah it's not like they're a protected species out there i i don't know maybe they are but i'm also yeah long story short is my point is like this is where ethical <laughs> shit gets weird right because it's like you know in this case yeah, yeah. i would argue that in like a very rich town in germany where people are gardening for the joy of it and probably you know if if some of them are feeding themselves it's sort of that like super high scaled yuppie like look i grew these organic carrots for myself super unsustainably but yeah this but heirloom um, kale but my point is like, you know, it's one of those things, right, where it's like, you know, ethics gets real fucking gray for me when it's when we start to talk about like issues of survival as humans, like we're mostly yeah. not in the realm of like individual like survival methods like that. Yeah, because it comes down to a question of like who deserves to live you or this other thing. Like if they, if there's right. one carrot left. How do you decide who deserves right. to eat it? You were the rabbit. You're like, well, that carrot could feed a rabbit for a lot longer than a right. carrot could feed a people. B- 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 yes. uh, but also, you're a people, so probably you're going right. to say you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, like if you're not sure, I mean, the, well, I mean like a hardline ethical yeah. stance, I suppose, would be like, if you don't know if something is causing harm, but there is the potential for it to cause harm, you should simply abstain from doing it so that you don't 
you avoid any possibility right. of causing harm, which is like yes. way easier yeah, said yeah. than done in reality. Actually, the right. doesn't actually and like, work that and, way. And so in this case, like the reality harm is, is inevitable. I need to take the dogs out to go to the bathroom and I could leave them <laughs> on the leash, but then yeah. they're going to be suffering the whole time. Whereas... Well, right. And you're not, you're preventing them from expressing yes, the exactly. dogness of right. the dog, right? Which, and one thing that dogs do is chase rabbits. And one thing that rabbits <laughs> yes, do is right. run away from dogs. And so maybe if you don't let them off the leash, you're denying all of these creatures involved the experience sure. of expressing themselves as right, such right. as they I mean, are. Yeah. I mean, well, there's here's an argument the for that. Um, people could write in about this and tell them, tell us their opinion. <laughs> Whose yeah, so side you are you on us, here? Had, people have emailed us before, which <laughs> has kidding. been pretty fun. Um, we haven't had any yeah. emails in a while, though. It's great. That, the, we have that standout one from no. Luminality, which is great. But um, anyway, that email yeah. address is Dana, D-A-N-A, at fcbm.io. And, and a little secret is you can pretty much email anything at fcbm.io and we'll get it because it's we own the domain. So the That's email's right. just sort of like you can make You can thing. make up names. Um, Mm-hmm. Making up names. We have <laughs> tiny like, rabbits hey, in our yard. Here's my fucking opinion about dogs chasing rabbits, you dick. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have tiny rabbits in our yard. I was watering the other day, and one of them was sitting yeah. under some foliage. Uh, and I totally didn't know it was there. And I sprayed with water a few times before. I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and it darted away. It was a tiny, like... It was like a tennis ball or like, well, somewhere between a tennis ball and a grapefruit-sized oh, wow. yeah. bunny rabbit. It was yeah. just a tiny little guy. Uh, they are. They're very adorable. Very yeah. cute. Our next door, yeah, our next door neighbor, Jim, is creating a, a sort of like swale yeah. or like a berm in his backyard because <laughs> there's this old fence that like is falling apart and the pr- previous owner, Dead Greg, let a bunch of trees and stuff grow oh, through the fence. Bitch. And so now it's like, well... Unless we like take a torch welder or something to this, yeah. a plasma cutter maybe. I don't know how to get this fence extracted from the trees. Anyway, he's just kind of like putting all of the brush there and then like chopping the trees down and just kind of like building oh, an no earthen shit. berm over the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Like that suits me just fine. It's in between our garages. There the other thing that's a problem back there is that the previous owner, the people who owned the place before yeah. Dad Greg owned it, who own and now Jim owns it. So this Jim's like the third owner that I've known about. <clears throat> um the people two owners ago before dead greg uh ran an illegal car fix it shop out of the garage so there's like if you dig like six inches down into jim's backyard you're like here's a spark plug here's a fucking old oil pan here's a bunch of other toxic ass shit and so we're like maybe if we just cover it up with organic matter which is one of the best ways to do remediation of toxic stuff maybe we can just fix this problem on our own and create like a privacy wall of earth that like blocks his backyard off from the right. alleyway behind. And it's like, this is actually a pretty good idea. So anybody who <clears throat> I'm just thinking yeah. years into the future, like a hundred years from now, if there's still human beings alive in this area of the planet, they're going to be like, I don't know about this earth and berm. It would be easier if we could just see to the back alley and they're going to try and dig it out and find <laughs> like, an old fence and like some weird shit. And they're going to be like, what do people do with their houses? Just like I'm doing at my house now. And I'm foreseeing this. And I actually tried to make the argument that like, maybe we should at least attempt to take this like raggedy ass metal fence out of this pile of earth right. before we like make it any bigger. And Damon and Jim were like, why? <laughs> and I was like, never mind. I'm not, I'm mean, not going to die on I, this like, hill. I immediately think of it. I'm like you. I'm just like, no, you just take it out. If you want a this privacy screen, you put a privacy screen else. Up. But like this idea of like just burying your problem <laughs> right. with this awkward dirt mound is like... <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you said that because I was like, I'm going to not say anything, but this sounds like a fucking nutter job. Like, No, I was like, I uh, maybe it's because I'm a person who's allergic to tetanus vaccines. And so I'm like, why would I want this rusty ass metal fence buried in a pile of dirt in my yard that like critters are running in and out of and like people might want to do something with someday. I don't know. It just seems like it's making a hard job job infinitely more (laughs) difficult. Harder. Like, yeah. I was like, can't we just hook it up to the back yes. of a truck and like yank it out? Also, like, there's the so many ways. Like, I, what kind of fence is it? Is it like a? Ch- I don't know. Maybe when you, you can just fucking cut it with bolt cutters. Cutter. I 
well, you can help me make okay. this argument yes, when you're here. Yes, I will. Thing. I'll be like, I will go buy those bolt cutters and just come over and we can just fucking take the thing out in like an afternoon. There's still time. Okay. It is not covered in earth yet. I mean, yeah, it's got some brush piled up on it, which will eventually yeah. like settle down and all these things and whatever. I just don't think no, it's going to be. Well how tall is the fence? Like as tall as me, like six feet? Like no, waist high. it is uh, up to me on like my, I would say between. So it's like a three foot fence. It's like a waist high. Like, waist. So yeah, it's a three foot. Yeah, it's well a, then three foot it, the mound's yeah. not going to yeah. actually block your fucking view of the valley alley or anything like that. Probably. It's just going to be a fucking mound. And it's going to go out Maybe. wide. So now yeah. you can't fucking build up next or like, you know, put a garden right next to it or like, yeah. Next I mean, to it. Yeah. This sounds... This sounds. It sounds like it sounds, sounds like a, like a man, a man idea. idea. It sounds like a fucking tweaker idea, to be honest. Like not to throw. No, to be honest, I don't <laughs> want to throw tweakers under the bus on that one. Like it just sounds like a man. It just sounds dumb. Like it just <laughs> sounds dumb. Like what? Like uh, yeah. I mean, this feels like a literal sweep it under the rug move to me, which I'm not above. But except that, yes. like I know when you sweep it under the rug, it doesn't go away. Like eventually, you've got a problem still there. So right, you've yeah. just got a problem. Yeah, we might. You okay. can help me lobby for this. We'll be like, listen, we'll do the work. We'll even pull the fence out. You right. won't have to do a thing but yeah. stand there. Just make it like right. mix us cocktails or something. Um, uh, yes. Well, it was kind of funny speaking of cocktails because I like yes. to make shrubs, which are like vinegary so sweet drinks. And you they kind of like are a syrup that you add to fizzy water and then right. you get make your own pop, like pop from a mix or whatever. And you can make your own shrubs. And our neighbors thought shrub. that I said shrub. And we're like, what's that shrub? And so that's what we call them now is shrubs. But anyway, my other neighbor uh, was yeah. in Las Vegas and said, you're not going to believe this, but I'm at a restaurant and they just gave me a fizzy drink with verbena in it. And I was like, I've had this on your patio. You anticipated this and you like fed this to me a couple of summers ago. And I was like, very likely, yes, this is probably one of my shrubs. <laughs> So I like apparently I'm I'm a, I'm a mixologist now. You can just go yeah. to Las Vegas yeah. and see everybody. There's doing my they, shtick. I stole your shrubs. <laughs> yep, I got the uh, I got the patio oh, nice. cleaned off. So uh, in again because yep. I am allergic to tetanus vaccines and and am not protected from tetanus and because tetanus it turns out is very very prevalent in the environment mm -hmm. even in cities yeah. which is horrifying. Um, and because we just had a roof put on both our house and our garage, um, there are roofing oh, nails all it. over yeah. my property. And I've gone through with a, a magnet. And the so guys were pretty good about cleaning it up. The reason why there's still a lot of them around is that anyone would have had this problem because when they did the roof, there was still snow on the ground because oh, there was snow yeah. here until May right. this year, which was crazy. And so uh, they had to start doing the roofs when it was appropriately warm outside and the sun right. was bright enough and hot enough to melt the shingles together which is what they did but that was in march and so some of those nails fell into banks of snow uh, and we were like <laughs> ah, we're not gonna see those for another couple months so now i have the arduous yeah. task of going around the yard and removing all of the deadly potentially deadly nails from my path and it uh it was so bad yeah. on my patio because of all of the like leaves and the melt runoff and the snow and all the shit that piled up and the gunk and all the things. I just ended up shot right, vacuuming right. the whole patio. <laughs> so I vacuumed up <laughs> leaves and nails and a bunch of dirt and some rocks and some other stuff and some like bits yeah. of shingles from the old roof and like even more roofing nails. Uh, now the patio looks like it's so clean it almost looks out That's of awesome. place in my yard. <laughs> Yeah, things are happening around here. I have yeah. potatoes growing. I tried growing potatoes for the first time, y'all. If you've never tried growing potatoes, I highly recommend it. And the potatoes that you get out of your yard yes, taste they completely are differently fantastic. from the potatoes that I you buy at a store. Root vegetables that you grow at home are fucking amazing. Carrots, potatoes, beets. <gasps> mm -hmm. um, like, uh, what's yep. the other one am I thinking of? Uh, radishes. Fucking. <gasps> yeah. There's a so the dog the dog that I'm house sitting with or taking care of babysitting dog yeah. sitting, he just just cruised yeah. out of the bathroom. I didn't notice he went in there. I think he had gone in there and like was laying on the cold tile. Um, it's it's a little yeah. bit warm in the house right now because the sun's been shining and I have some of the windows closed. Because mm -hmm. recently, uh, in the last year <laughs> or two, he's really taken to um, barking at people outside the window, especially other dogs. It's really it's. Oh. 
at first it was kind of funny and now it's just like man this is getting old like you need to like the because the sidewalks like right outside the window and then like the main street and it's just like Uh, yeah yeah, and it's like like, you're just gonna go crazy like you need to at least dial that back to like when people are on the doorstep or knocking on the door then fine but like you know you can't be barking at people across the street because they have a little dog um he's a he's a dog dogs are very funny like these this dog in particular is funny because like if he's off leash super friendly to other dogs in the park if he's on leash just fucking like (gasps) it's my job to bark and scare everybody away wow that's an interesting psychological if he's off leash he's like it's playtime and he'll like run up and be all excited and meet them and run Mm -hmm. off and he's usually pretty good um i've never had any like I've never seen him have any negative interactions with other dogs. Like even when they're kind of aggressive, he just like runs away then and leaves them alone. So, um, Mm. which is why I'm like, why Mm -hmm. when you're on a leash, is this such a fucking problem? But it's a problem. Um, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like. It's like when he's on the leash, he's like, Oh, I got my, you know, warrior hat on. I'm ready to go to town. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I'm sure that's probably the these types of things are probably true for many dogs. I'm not a dog person, we should, so I've never observed. We should this do sort another of, like, podcast with our CEO board. and founder, Dana. Um she's she's yes. very I mean yes. she has she knows yeah, all about animal behavior, animal training, like she's very good at that. So um yeah. Yeah. Um I need to get ready to go, so I thought maybe we could like like okay. come to a I don't know like a, a conclusion come yes. to a close yes so uh the uh the situation is you are over in Germany yes, on in your Dusseldorf. annual trip over there and so our ability to cor- uh like collaborate timing and things like that uh it's is strained somewhat strained limited, the relationship is strained yes. strained the relationship is strained. Uh, so we'll hopefully get some of these published and then out while you're there. And also when you come back, you'll be hanging out uh, yes. at my house yeah, at some not point. Not too much longer after that. We'll do yeah. more then. Yeah. And there's um, there's some that I'll uh, I'll like prepare okay. notes and stuff for. So we'll have we'll be able to crank a bunch out. And um, and then those of our friends who listen or don't listen because we... <laughs> are very loose with our production value may enjoy some of the higher yes, production value yeah. ones we'll see and by when i say higher marginally, I mean like marginally yes, yeah. better prepared but we may actually stick some of those friends on the podcast and make them put a microphone in front of them that's right that's right we're gonna be like you don't like our podcast you come do something about it <laughs> i i'm reminded of um i there's this movie i really love uh fifth element with Bruce Willis and and yes. etc. And um that scene with uh I can't remember the actor's name, but um Ruby Rod is the like the the character Chris Tucker, yeah. Chris Tucker. And and how he's like trying to elicit reactions from Bruce Willis. And I just love the dynamic, like the whole <laughs> I mean, I love the pacing of that movie and the fantasy of it all. And there's just so I just yeah, it's, it's so really exceptional. exceptional. Um that it's just anyway, I just think of that as like like anytime I threaten to like put a microphone in front of somebody, it's like I I don't you know because it's like I don't really oh, threaten, yes, but I'm like, like offer and it feels a little like people are like, ooh, what me? I don't know about that. And it's like okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I have to say. It's like we don't have any of these. We just tape our conversations right. and put them on the internet. That's how yeah. this all started. And a person who was not us was like, this is yes, kind of entertaining. You should do it. <laughs> and, and the monster, the monster was, born. was born. Well, I guess that could be our tip for living well in hell is to, um, yeah, I don't know, listen to your friends' crazy ideas and sometimes entertain them. Yeah, yeah, just uh, see how it go goes. With it. I mean, you know, you evaluate for yourself. I'm not saying, you know, uh, <laughs> what's the thing our parents used to always say? Like, if your friends all jumped off a bridge, like you jump. Like, would you go jump off a bridge? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the answer is always like, yes, motherfucker, yes, I would. Because, you know, fuck you, I'm in. Like, but. Well, I totally was like, my mom was like, if if all your friends were jumping off a bridge, would you do too? And I was like, well, is yes, the bridge like, on fire? Like, I'm not friends with dumb people. If they're all doing it, there right. may be a good reason. And if there's a good reason, right. then I'm jumping off. Like, I can't believe you failed yeah, to anticipate exactly. me saying yeah. this. Like, <laughs> Right. That's actually that. that's a I, I like I keep coming back to consider the context. Maybe we need to do an episode a consider the context mm-hmm. too because mm-hmm. that's um man that just seems yes. so strong. It's like I I feel like we live in an age of like anti-context. 
like the the sort of the tweets yes. and the twitters and the tiktoks and the instagrams where it's like these snapshots fully out of context like there's just no way to fully contextualize like what's going on there and then it becomes this other beast yeah uh somebody we know mentioned um the the phrase spill the tea to like indicate oh sure gossip about something uh what's the information give me all the details right and um they they were talking about how a, a particular group uh, like a social slash cultural group within the context of the United States has kind of taken yes. ownership of this phrase and like updated it and modernized it. And uh, our friend was talking about how um, they had like coined this phrase or whatever. And Damon's like, oh no, that phrase has been along for, around for a long fucking time. My grandmother's yes. in Texas yeah, was saying it's that. Not, like, <laughs> yeah. this is not new. Yep. <laughs> but I just thought that was really interesting because the context in which this other person knew about this phrase was like very limited in scope to a particular group that they themselves are a participant of. And we were like, oh, but that did not originate right, with these right, people. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but that saying yes. has been around for a long time. <laughs> it was yeah. just interesting to me because like you like linguistically people belong mm-hmm. to speech communities and outside, you don't know what's outside of your speech community right. because you're not exposed to it so if you hear something within your speech community your only assumption is that it originated there unless you seek out where it may have come right. from otherwise i don't know anyway <laughs> how would we get on that tangent i don't even know consider the context, consider the context. Yes. that's how we yes we should totally do another one i like we should talk about postmodernism. oh yeah modernism in there too which is like and uh yeah which is kind of like synonymous now with like post truth like right. nothing means anything hasn't since like roughly right. 2016 right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh cool all right well uh enjoy uh yes. germany deutschland and um deutschland that's like my the the land of my yes. people yeah. adjacent people ah. my people are swiss well um we can talk about that more, but uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, once again, send us an email, dana at fcbm.io. Um, email us if you want to hear more about the book. Like we can maybe send one to you uh, if you're having trouble finding it or you find the price online is not what you would like to pay for something like that, um, which is totally legit and understandable. Uh, we can definitely work something out. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Bye. Woo.